Meseches Trumas, Perik Hay, Mishnah Aleph, five one. This is the Mishnah where we will finally see explicitly what to do when Truma falls into Chulin, where there's not a hundred times of Chulin, to totally annul the Truma. This Mishnah, however, will also consider another complicating factor. What if the Truma that fell in was Tame, or if the Chulin into which it fell was Tame? Then what? So you recall that the rules when it comes to Tame Truma. It may not be eaten by the Kohen, but it could be burned and used as a fuel source by the Kohen. So the Kohen could burn the oil he receives as Tamei Truma oil and use it as a, as a fuel source. That's okay normally. In any case, um, here the Mishnah discusses all the possibilities, and it starts out by saying, Sa Truma Tamea, if you have one measure of Truma, which is Tamei, Shenaf Lefachot Memea Chulin, and it falls into a larger container that has less than a hundred units of Chulin. So now you have a classic meduma mixture. The truma is not annulled, doesn't become batal, at least not medurabanan. And that being the case, the whole mixture is now forbidden for a non-Kohen to eat. And as we'll see in a moment, as we said before, normally what would happen is that the, the czar, the non-Kohen, would sell this entire mixture to the Kohen, who would eat it, um, because it's truma mixed in. But here the Kohen can't eat it, because... The truma that fell in is truma tamea. It's not Torah truma, and therefore, at most, the Kohen could do is burn it. But as we'll see in a moment here, the Chazal were more strict with meduma than with regular truma. And they said, even though while it's true that regular tamei truma can be burned, we will not let the Kohen let this large mixture of meduma, including both tamei truma and chulin together, um, lest he, he keep it around a long time in his kitchen as a fuel source and ultimately come to eat some of this, um, which would be a severe prohibition, Allah, then that being the case, Chazal were more strict and said, in such a case, we won't even allow the non-Kohen to give the whole mixture to a Kohen. Rather, the whole mixture is just left to rot. Now, the Mishnah has a lot of words here. The Mishnah, I'm going to guide you through it. It starts out by saying, One unit of Truma falls into less than 100 units of Chulin. Then it says some other words. I'm going to kind of for a moment, blush over, you know, brush over them. Ola Maiser Rishon, Ola Maiser Sheni, Ola Hektesh, Bain Tamein, Bain Tahorin. It doesn't matter if what the Truma fell into is Tami or Tahor. In all cases, your Kavu, the Halacha is, the mixture is left to rot because of the reason I said before. Otherwise, the Kohen might keep the mixture um, in his kitchen a long time as a fuel source and come to accidentally eat it. And because it's only rabbinic, we're afraid people will be more lax. That being the case, the Rebbe said, forget it. In such a mixture, the din is, it's left to rot. Now, we had a bunch of um, alternates to regular chulin. Regular chulin is simply, you know, food that has been properly tithed. Um, if it's maiser rishon, so then it's food that would still need to be tithed, and normally take the trumas maiser out. Maiser rishon, again, is the portion that goes to the lady. Um, but it doesn't matter here, it's all the same. And same with maiser sheni, which is taken to Yushalayim. But now it won't be, because it's going to have to be left to rot. And same goes with hektish, that is... Um, food that was dedicated to the base of Mikdash as Bedeka Bayit, as like a financial gift, and the base of Mikdash would take that gift and um, monetize it by selling it off again to somebody else and use the money for upkeep of the base of Mikdash. In all those cases, it makes no difference whether they're Tame or Tahor. Since you have Tame Truma falling in, the whole mixture is left to Yirkavu, to, to Rot. Again, assuming that you have less than 100 units of the non Truma mixing with the Truma. Now, the next slide of the Mishnah considers the other possibility, vim tahora hasa, if that unit of truma that fell in was in fact tahora, so then, this is your classic case, the din is yemachru l'kohanim truma. The 
rule is that the whole mixture now can't be eaten by a non-Kohen because it hasn't got a hundred times of chulun with it. And therefore, the owner of that mixture can sell the whole mixture to a Kohen. The Kohen could eat it. But, um, he, and he could charge the going price, the going price for truma. As it happens, the going price for truma will typically be less than non-truma products, meaning if we're talking about, you know, a, a container of grain, so a normal container of grain might, for argument's sake, cost $10 a container, but if it's truma grain and it's traded amongst Kohanim, the price would presumably be less, let's say whatever it is, $9 a container. The reason why is because, besides for the fact that the supply and demand curves of Kohanim is different than other people because they are a lot of Kohanim getting truma, but putting that aside, um, even if they were identical, um, the Kohen could always, would, under normal circumstances, prefer, all things being equal, to buy chulin to truma. Why? Because chulin is is impervious to becoming tame and, and inedible, whereas truma always runs the risk of being inadvertently um, nitma to be rendered tame, and then it wouldn't be eaten anymore. And since you know that it's got that that uh, downside, a kohen would never, in his right mind, pay as much for truma as chulin. And that being the case, the going price for truma products is less than their um, counterpart non-truma products. But whatever the going rate is, the point is for this case, grain, truma grain, and the and the monks kohanim. So you can charge that full amount um, to the kohen, but chutz medemei oso sha, which oso, excuse me, chutz medemei osa sa, with the exception of you cannot, the owner of this mixture, cannot charge the kohen for the truma component that fell in, because that truma component was mamana shevet; it belonged to the kohanim. He had to give it to the Kohanim, and therefore he can't charge the Kohanim for what is rightly theirs. That is to say, for argument's sake, if one container of Truma fell into 10 containers of Hulin, everything's Tahor, you'll have to sell all 11 units now to a Kohen for the price of 10, at the prevailing price of Truma. So for argument's sake, normal containers of grain go for $10. If it's Truma grain, it's $9. You have now 11 units here, but you can't charge... $99, because one of the 11 is already, by rights, the Kohan, the Kohanic family's um, truma. That being the case, you can't charge for that 11th one, but you could charge for the other 10. And if the prevailing price is 9 per container, you could charge the Kohen a total of $90 for the 11 units of Maduma mixture and the Kohen Kairol, Batara, and that's fine. Now, if what the truma fell into wasn't regular chulen, if what the truma fell into was Maiserishon, so Maiserishon, you'll recall, is the gift that goes to the Levi. So let's say the Levi is the one who has this, and, and his kid threw it, you know, he has a bucket with 10 barrels of wheat, that's Maiserishon wheat, that needs to be tied, meaning truma's Maiser, 10% must be taken out. But let's say the Levi's kid threw in another barrel of Trumus Meiser into the 10 Meiser Rishon. So you have a container with 11 units of grain, one of which is Trumus Meiser, and the other, or Truma Gadola, doesn't matter, and the other 10 are Meiser Rishon. So you can't just now give it to a Kohen just like that, because there's still a separate mitzvah to tie the Meiser Rishon. Meiser Rishon has to have a 10th taken off as Trumus Meiser, and that being the case, Imla Meiser Rishon Nafla, if what that one unit of Truma fell into was Maiser Rishon, Yikra Shem Le Trumas Maiser. 
he, the Levi, must still be Koreshem, designate one-tenth of his Meiserishon in the mix to be Trumas Meiser. So for argument's sake, again, one more time, if, let's say, you have a Levi who has 10 units of Meiserishon, some one unit of Truma Gudolov is falls inside of it, he has a total of 11 now, he will have to declare and say, one of the 10 units of Meiser in this mixture should be Trumas Meiser for the mixture, and now he'll have a mixture that still has 11 units, one will be Truma Gudola, one will be Trumas Meiser, nine will be uh, Meiser Rishon, and he'll sell all of that to a Cohen, but now of the 11, he, he can only charge the Cohen for nine, right? Because one of them was Truma Gadola, one was Truma's Meiser, and that belongs to the Cohen anyway, so the lady can't charge for that. Fine. Um, a second additional shot, not really a conflicting shot, but a different shot is the lady could, if he wanted to, um, in the very scenario I described to you, he, he could sell that container of 11 um, units of grain to a Cohen for the price of nine. But you recall that the price of nine wasn't, if for argument's sake, the going price of grain is $10 per container. Um, under If it was chulin, so the levy couldn't charge that because this has got the trubum restriction, so he'd only charge the reduced price, let's say, for argument's sake, if it's $9 per container of truma. So the levy could only, for this the 11 he has in this mix, one is truma godola, one is Trumas Meiser. He can't charge for those. The remaining nine are Meiser Rishon. He could charge for those, but only at the price of Truma. And that being the case, he can only charge not 10 per unit, but rather 9 per unit. So he only gets $81 back. Um, and if he would have eaten it himself, he could have gotten $90 of value because normal grain is worth $90, not $81 for 9 units. That being the case, the lady might want to rather, instead of giving the whole mixture to a... a um, Cohen at the reduced price of Truma, but the lady could do is say, listen, I have, I had a container with 10 units of my Serishon. One unit of Truma Godola fell in. Now I can't eat any of this 11 in the mixture. But what I could do is say, listen, I'll bring 90 more, 90, 90 more units of my Serishon that I have from other sources. I'll bring it all next to this container of 11 with the mix. And I'll say, listen, in the container with the mix, I have a total of 10 units of Meiser Rishon. Now, one of those 10 should be Trumas Meiser for the other, for the 10. And also the other 9 should be Trumas Meiser for the other 90 I brought nearby. And therefore what he does is he localizes his Trumas Meiser obligation only in the 11, the mix of 11. So now he'll give all 11 of the mix to the Kohen. It will all be Trumas Meiser or Truma Godola. The Kohen can eat it as is. He gets it for free. But the Levi then needs to sell nothing at a discount to the Kohen. He can have all of his remaining 90 sa to himself, which before he would only gotten, he would have had to give you know 10% of the way and only get 81. So now he can get the total 90 for himself and he loses nothing economically. That would be fine to do. That's the second explanation of what it means here, if it's Meiserishon, that, that into which the Truma fell in, Yikrashem, the Truma Smeiser, he could use that as the source onto which he redeems his other Meiserishon from elsewhere. Now, the Meiser Shani, Ola Hektish Nafla, if what the Truma fell into was a container, let's say, of 10 units of Meiser Shani, or of Hektish, so then, they must be redeemed. So let's just do one at a time. Meiserishon, is the second tithe, which is the food is taken to Yerushalayim and eaten there. 
Bitahara, that's the requirement. But one has the option of redeeming the Kedusha of his Meister Shani onto a coin, and then, or coins, and then bringing those coins up to Yerushalayim, and then using the coins in Yerushalayim to purchase new foodstuffs. And when he does that, he transfers the Kedusha from the Meister Shani onto the coins, and deconsecrates the Meister Shani. That's called Pidion, and that's fine. So, you can't give Meister Shani to the Kohen to eat, because he also would have to eat in Yerushalayim, and it would have the various restrictions of Meister Shani. And that being the case, if it's into Meister Shani that the Truma fell, so one must, um, before selling it to the Kohen for the price of the, the Chulin, the non-Truma component, he must first deconsecrate that Meister Shani onto a coin. And the same goes if, instead of being Meister Shani, it was Hektish into which the Truma fell. So then Hektish means that a person... Um, consecrated his property to be the property of the base of Mikdash. We're talking here about Bedeka bias, meaning it's a, it's a monetary gift. It's something that has what, in my words, I call extrinsic Kedusha. That means to say the, the, the grain that's been given to the base of Mikdash isn't intrinsically Kadosh, it's just meaning it's not a, permanently as a part of the very fabric of the material um, Kadosh. No, it's just, it's imbued with Kedusha because it's based on Mikdash gift and property. But, Given the case that it's only Berek bias, meaning extrinsic Kedusha, there's the possibility of transferring the Kedusha from the Hekdesh onto something else, let's say money. Um, meaning, just parenthetically, that's not possible if it were intrinsically Kadosh, meaning if it was something that was dedicated to be brought as a carbon, for example, then you couldn't deconsecrate it. But since this is just Berek bias, and it was just a monetary gift to the base of English for base of English upkeep, you could deconsecrate it. So here the case is, the fellow had... 10 units of flour. He said this flour should be a gift to the base of Mikdash. He makes it hectic, but then before he can give it to the base of Mikdash, one unit of Truma falls in. So you have 11 units now, 10 of hectic, one of Truma. He can't just give that to the Kohen because the Kohen can't eat hectic either. What he'll have to do is first deconsecrate and say wherever the 10 units of hectic are in this mix of 11, that Kedusha should be redeemed from those 10 units and be put on a coin or coins, whatever it is, the value of the 10 units. And then now he can sell the total of 11 mix to a Kohen for the price of 10 units of Truma. And then he can use that money that he deconsecrated the Hekdish to give the base of Mikdash, etc. That's fine. So fine. Now, the final case here is what happens if in Temeim Hayu Osa Chulin? What happens if the Truma, the one unit of Truma that fell into less than 100 units of Chulin, um, creating the Meduma mixture, what if the Truma was Tahor? But the chulin into which it fell was tameh. So now, this can be given to the kohen, it must be given to the kohen, it can be sold to the kohen, again, for the price of the non-truma component. The problem is that there's a separate issue. You now have, let's say, grain uh, of chulin and truma mixed together, where the chulin component is tameh, and the truma component is tahor. So there's a separate restriction that the kohen is not allowed to be metameh, he can't allow for the truma to become tame. Now, just because the chulin is tame and mixed with the truma, which is tawar, doesn't mean that the truma becomes tame automatically. No. And even if they're in direct contact, for foodstuffs, including truma, to become tame, the food, the ochlin, must first um, have hechsher, it needs to be ready to become tame. And the way that happens is that the, the foodstuff, the truma in this case, becomes wet with one of um, seven mashkin, seven liquids that affect 
hechshur, that ready foodstuffs become tamay, and that wedding can't be something you really object to. Um, so, this requirement called chiyuton, but it doesn't matter. The point is, until the truma becomes wedded, it's impervious to becoming tamay. The snag is, of course, when you make bread, let's say, you'll end up taking that truma, grinding it up with the chulin, and you'll add water to make your dough, and at that point, you've wetted the truma, it becomes truma susceptible, and then it will be in direct contact with the chulin, which is tame, and then the truma becomes tame, which is no good. So, that's one point. So, in other words, just remember, for foodstuffs, ochlin, including truma, to become tame, it must have hechsher, it must be wetted first, by these seven liquids. Um, these seven liquids, by the way, are the mnemonic to remember them is yad shachat dam, which doesn't mean anything. It literally means hand slaughters blood. It's just a mnemonic. Um, those seven letters stand for the seven liquids that can effect hechsher, that can ready food to become tamay. Um, they stand for, the yod is for yayin, wine. The dalit is for dvash, that's bee honey. The shin is for shemen, that's oil, olive oil. The chet is for chalav, that's milk. The, the tet is for tal, that's dew. The second dalit is for dam, blood, and the final mem is for mayim. So those, the seven, only those seven liquids can ready food to become tame, meaning generic fruit juices, uh, meperos, like apple juice, let's say, uh, does not. So if your grain gets wetted by apple juice, it's not yet hukshar, the kabaltuma, it's not yet ready to be makabaltuma. Now, one other halach you have to know about the transmission of tuma is that. For a food to convey tuma, it must be of requisite size, and the requisite size is a kabeza, the volume of an egg. If you have less than a kabeza volume, less than an egg's volume of food, even if that food is tame and it comes in direct contact with other food, it cannot convey its tuma. That's separate than all to itself. So here the Mishnah is going to say, Im tameim hayo osanachulan. If the truma, which was tahor, fell into tame chulin, and it's the same if it's maestro bisho, maestro shener hektish. You have to do the same things in the previous line of the Mishnah, but that's not the point here. The point is, what do you do about the tuma component? So the Mishnah says, going to say now, do what you got to do to make sure that when the Kohen eats this mixture, he doesn't allow his truma to come, become tame. How will he do that? Either, yeachlu nekudim, he can eat it according to Bartonor, and nekudim means um, dry, since it never got wet, no possibility of transferring tuma. Others are nekudah means in very small batches. The dough is in very small batches, uh, meaning you're capping it at the size that there couldn't be one egg volume worth of tamay chulin in the, in the, the dough. So very small, nekuda, a very small batch of dough. Oh, klaios. Klaios means roasted, um, like dry roasted. So we think of um, honey smacks you have in America. In Israel, they call them shalva. It's like puffed wheat. So we're talking about that. So by roasting uh, wheat and it becomes puffed wheat, uh, you cook it and it's edible and it's tasty, but it's dry, bone dry. And that being the case, there's no possibility of this wheat ever becoming tame and transferring its the tame chulin to the tahor truma because it's eaten again dry, dry, dry roasted. Oh, yiloshu bimei peros. Third possibility is when you make your dough that's made up of flour that came from some grain which was tame and some that was tahor, the tame being the chulun, the tahor being the truma, the kohen's doing this, when he, he adds the, the liquid to make the dough, he shouldn't 
add regular water because that would be machsher and ready the food to become tummy. Rather, you should use meperos fruit juice. By using fruit juice, apple juice or strawberry juice or pomegranate juice, whatever, um, then the the um, the bread that's made from such a mixture isn't tuma susceptible and it can't be a transfer of tuma. And finally, the fourth possibility is O yischalkul isos kadeishlo yehei b'makom echad kabeitzer. Your fourth possibility is you could divide up this flour mix that includes both tahor, truma, and tamei chulin um, into other flour containers. So in other words, you just add a little bit of, you spread your flour out amongst other containers of flour um, such that you didn't put a kabeitzer's worth of tamei flour into any of your um, other batches. So again, the point is that you never have a kabeitzer worth of tamei grain or flour, which could be a tuma source to convey tuma to your truma. So therefore, your truma remains, remains taller. And uh, yes, that's the end of that.